What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode, episode 33 of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Maylari. So today's episode, I'm going to break down the Boston Pock League Finals, Game 3 and Game 4, happened these past couple of nights. I'm going to break down what happened to them. My cousin's actually been playing for the Boston Athletics. They had a big win last night in Game 4, 8-2 win over the EI Braves. It's the EI Braves versus the Boston Athletics. The two best teams in the regular season in the Boston Pock League are going at it in the Finals. In the regular season, the EI Braves, as I said, best record, 22-6. and six. The A's just one game behind them at 21-7. and seven. Both teams very good, obviously, during the year. Very close games. 2-2, two and two actually, was the series record in the regular season. Now in the finals, in a best-of-seven series, it's 2-2 two two again. So no surprise that it was going to be 2-2 two two after four games. Big 8-2 win last night at Townfield for the A's. Game 1, big win for the A's, 5-4. Game 2, lost the game 5-4 in 9 innings. It was extra innings, tough last couple innings for that Boston Athletics team. End up recovering, though, in Game 4. Game 3 didn't go their way, lost 8-5. And then Game 4, they went and recovered very well. 8-2 win. Big game last night for that Athletics team. Obviously now, Game 5, Monday night. At Monin Park, BC High and UMass Boston's baseball fillets at 7.45 Monday night. Big game. Best of seven series, I said. Two to two now even. And now it's a new series. Three games left. Best two out of three rather than best four out of seven. Now it's a new series, basically. Three games left. Got to win two. Obviously, the Athletics got to get going Monday. Get a big win. In the regular season, they split two to two. So it's no surprise, I said, that it's tied two to two now after four games in the finals. It was a three to two game last night. And now I'm going to break down what my cousin did, Krista Giacomo. Chris comes up to the plate. It's a 6-2 ball game. Bottom of the fifth inning. He's down to the count. I believe it was 1-2. Then it might have been an even 2-2 count. Not sure. He was down to the count at one point, though. So let's say it's a 2-2 count, 1-2 count. Regardless, gets a fastball over the plate. Let a high. Hits a moonshot. And this ball got out of the stadium quick. In a blink, got out of the field. In a blink. Monster two-run home run for him to right field. And as I said, it put the game away. Huge home run. The ball carried very well, and it got out in a hurry. The exit velo is definitely high on that. Absolute bullet line drive over the right field fence. Then if you look at what he did in center field, he had a great night. Made some great catches. It's, there's a steep hill in center field at town field, so it's very hard to play the outfield, especially left field and center field. There's a hill right behind you, so the ball's over your head, and you've got to go backwards. It's not like it's Fenway Park, and you get smooth sailing behind you, and it's even grass. They got to go up a hill, and he made a couple catches, and one of them was in the top of the fifth inning, so I believe it was still a 3-2 to two ball game at this point. The A's did score five runs in the bottom half of the fifth inning, but the top half of the fifth inning, when the EI Braves were up, it was 3-2 to two ball game. The A's were winning. And there's a ball to center field that probably would have been a triple. Over his head, Chris goes running up the hill, finds the ball, finds the fence too, and makes a great catch, brilliant play, right against the fence, right before hitting it, and saved what would have been a triple in the top of the fifth inning. Huge play for him. And then obviously that home run too. He had a great game defensively, three great plays in center field that I saw. I got there in about the third inning. Uh, But he had three great plays in center field in that last four innings that I saw. But then at the play too, had a great at-bat, single up the middle. It should have been. Shortstop on the other team was positioned greatly in a shift. Since Chris is a left-handed batter, he was shifted a little bit towards the middle. Made a great play. That shortstop fully extended. He was playing up the middle already in a shift. If he wasn't shifting, that's a single all day for Chris. But at the end of the day, gets a next at-bat and ends up hitting a home run. So it works out for him. And it was a great at-bat, great piece. And it really was a nail in the coffin for that EI Braves team. It was 6-2 before he hit that. One guy on base, 2-2 count. 
Bottom of the fifth inning, 6-2 game. A's are up. That homer made it 8-2, and I think it took all the wind out of the sails for that EI Braves team. And I was very proud of the way my cousin played. Excellent on the field. Great home run, too. Put a nail in the coffin of that Braves team. Ties up the series 2-2. Now the A's got all the momentum in the world. If it's a 3-1 series or it's a 2-2 series, that's the biggest difference in a playoff series in sports, in the playoffs always. 2-2 versus 3-1 is the biggest difference. And obviously it's because 2-2 is even and 3-1, now you got to win three straight games in order to make a comeback. Now with the 2-2, it's now a best of three series. Best two games out of three. Whoever wins two games now wins the series. Big two games coming up for this A's team. Monday night, game five at Monin Puck. 7.45 p.m. at BC High in UMass Boston's baseball field. So I'm looking forward to seeing them play there. It should be a great showdown on Monday night to see who gets the 3-2 series lead. And as I said, it's a best of seven series. So you got to win two games no matter what. And in the regular season, it was split 2-2. So no surprise, as I said, it's a... 2-2 series right now after four games, now going into game five. And honestly, game five is going to be the most critical game, besides obviously game four, but game five is going to be very critical. Because if the A's win game five, game six, they'll be the home team, and you have a lot of momentum winning two games in a row. So hopefully they get that done. Looking forward to a huge Monday night game for them. And now I'm going to run down some of my cousin's stats, Krista Giacomo, played at Johns Hopkins, and I'm going to run over some stats that have been meaning to share some of his highlights from his 2019 senior season. At Johns Hopkins, he ended his college career in a 10-game hit streak in his last 10 games. He was 17-40 to 40 over that stretch with a 425 batting average, two doubles, a triple, a home run, five walks. He was on base 22 out of 45 plate appearances, which is a 488 on base percentage in those last 10 games. Eight runs scored, three stolen bases, and then also I took all of his stats and I calculated his OPS I took all of his stats from his last 10 games at Johns Hopkins, put it into an Excel spreadsheet, and calculated his stats for his OPS over that 10-game stretch. He had a 1.089 OPS, 1.089 OPS in his last 10 games as a Blue Jay for the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Great season for him. He was honestly great all year, but I just wanted to highlight those last 10 games because he went out with a huge bang. Eight-game RBI streak in his last 10 games. He hit a batter in, had at least one run batted in, in all eight of his last eight games as a Blue Jay, in his last 30 games at Johns Hopkins, 47 hits in 115 at-bats with a 409 batting average. In 30 games, his last 30 games as a Blue Jay, a 409 batting average. 409, ridiculous season for him overall in that 2019 season. 356 batting average, a 1.107 OPS. That's a great OPS, 1.107. 1107 OPS, 438 on base percentage, a 669 slugging percentage, 53 hits with 109 total bases, 13 doubles, a triple, 12 home runs. Those 12 home runs actually tied the eighth most in a single season in Johns Hopkins history. Eight home, eighth, he actually stands now in single season home runs for the Blue Jays in their club history with 12 home runs. So that's great. Obviously, the program. Very storied player in that program history. And you can't write the history of Johns Hopkins baseball without Chris DeJacko and how much he did for that club. 51 runs batted in, 43 runs scored. And in that 2019 season, had zero times he grounded into a double play. He hustled down the line every single time. Whether it was an infield single, a rocket up the middle, a fly ball, a ball off the wall, a home run. He's always going to be hustling. And that shows zero times he grounded into a double play. That's very impressive. And... 
Very storied players, I said. If you look at it, it's not even just on the offensive end, though. Defensively, had a great glove in the outfield. 76 putouts, a 975 fielder percentage with Johns Hopkins in 2019. And his accolades and achievements, really uh, everlasting. You can't list these things in a single sentence with how many he's got. 2019 College World Series All-Tournament team. He hit 500 in the D3 College World Series. Nine hits and 18 at-bats. First team All-Centennial Conference in 2019. The Centennial Conference is the conference that Johns Hopkins plays in. Second team All-Mid-Atlantic in 2019. Centennial Conference Player of the Week in 2019, Week 5 of the 2019 season. He was actually the Division Three National Hitter of the Week in 2019, Week 5. So he's a Centennial Conference Player of the Week and Division Three National Hitter of the Week in Week 5 of that 2019 season. He led Johns Hopkins with a 19-game hit streak, led them in total bases with 109 total bases, and then also led them with RBIs, 51. He was the only player in Johns Hopkins and Centennial Conference history to hit for the cycle, which he actually did back in 2018 as a junior. And if you look at his career overall, played 105 games for the Blue Jays with 82 career starts, 319 cumulative batting average, 421 on base percentage, 571 slugging percentage, and 992 OPS, 101 hits, 81 runs batted in, 74 runs scored, 17 home runs, 17 doubles, 12 stolen bases, and 6 triples. And in that 2018 season as a junior, he had 5 triples, which actually tied the 5th most in a single season in Johns Hopkins program history. And that's why I said, you can't write the history of Johns Hopkins Blue Jays baseball without Chris Giacomo's name. You can't. Only player ever in Johns Hopkins in the Centennial Conference history, the entire conference, only hitter ever to hit for the cycle. He did that back in 2018, as I said. And then you look at all the accolades. 2019 College World Series All-Tournament Team. First team All-Centennial Conference, both of those being in 2019. Career average of 319 at the plate. 421 on base percentage. 571 slugging percentage. 992 OPS. 81 runs batted in. 74 runs scored. 17 home runs. 992 OPS, as I said, 17 doubles, 12 stolen bases, 6 triples. And then you look at what he did in his last 10 games as a Johns Hopkins Blue Jay. He ended his career on the highest note possible. Succeeding in the College World Series, 9 for 18 he was. 425 batting average in his last 10 games with a 10-game hit streak. 17 for 40 at the plate, 2 doubles, a triple, a home run, 5 walks, 22 for 45 times he was on base. With a 488 on base percentage in those 10 games, I said, eight runs scored, three stolen bases, and as I said, I calculated his OPS in an Excel spreadsheet, took all his stats from those 10 games, put everything together, crunched all the numbers, a 1089 OPS in his last 10 games with Johns Hopkins. And then ended his JHU career on an eight-game RBI streak with an RBI in all eight of his last eight games. And... Finished it on the highest note in his last 30 games. A 409 batting average in 30 games. 409 batting average in 30 games. 47 hits and 115 at bats. The kid is such a stud and he's still doing big things. He played a couple seasons in the Yawkey League with the Al Thomas A's. Hit 359 in those two seasons. And now he's been playing three seasons. Now this is his fourth season. He played three seasons before this year with the Boston Athletics in the Boston Park League. And his cumulative batting average between those two seasons in the Yawkey League with the Al Thomas A's and three seasons heading into this year with the Boston Athletics, 347 batting average with a 449 on base percentage, a 536 slugging percentage, a 986 OPS, 
86 hits and 248 at-bats, 68 runs scored, 67 runs batted in, 38 strikeouts to 43 walks. That means he's walked five more times than he struck out in 79 career games heading into this year with the Boston Athletics. And so this is his five seasons heading into this year. So two summers with the Yawkey League, Al Thomas A's, and then three summers heading into this year. So 2018, 19, and 2020 with the Boston Athletics in the Boston Park League. And so over those five years, 347 batting average, a 449 base percentage, a 536 slug percentage, and a 986 OPS. With 38 strikeouts to 43 walks in 79 games. As I said, that's very impressive. That means he's walking five more times than he struck out in 79 games. Doesn't strike out very often. 68 runs scored and 67 runs batted in over that five-year stretch heading into this year. So as you can tell, this kid is an absolute stud in the field. He's still doing big things. Out there, still defensively, still has a great glove, still has a great arm. And then obviously at the plate, too, as I said, hit that home run last night, and that ball got out in a hurry. In a hurry. And it carried very well. I mean, it was a rocket. Line drive, fastball right over the plate, led a high, and he pulled it. And that kid was up in the count at 1.12. And a couple of his sliders, or change-ups, I think it was a change-up, actually. A couple of his change-ups had very good depth on it. Ball dropped a good amount on his change-ups, but he went with the fastball, and Chris got a hold of it and sent that thing all the way to right field over the fence. Huge home run. Moonshot dinger right there. And obviously, as I said, that was a nail in the coffin for that EI Braves team. That punched a Game 4 win for that Boston Athletics team. And as I said, 2-2 two to two now after four games. Heading into Monday night's Game 5 showdown at Monin Park 745. EI Braves, Boston Athletics in the Boston Park League Finals. Game 5 in that best of seven series. Hopefully, I'll be back on here recapping another big win. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. I hope you guys enjoyed it. For my cousin, Chris, always proud of you. Keep doing big things on the baseball field. Always will be proud of you no matter what you do out there. Keep crushing it for me, you beast, and stay locked in. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.